So, Hot Cheetos. I was never a fan. I never oh. really uh, was a fan of spicier stuff, and I never thought of Hot Cheetos as being uh, Mexicano or like Chicano or like Hispanic. I'll tell you. So, I'll tell you right now. First mm-hmm. of all, I do not appreciate the uh, enunciation of those words. Okay. Uh, second <laughs> of all, uh, the uh, so no, sorry. I, I'll tell you what. It, I didn't think of it as a cultural food, but I did think yeah. of it as like a uh, a food. Not. I'm, I take it back. I it is. I did think of it as cultural, but I thought of it as like Angelino. And oh, interesting. Uh, at, huh. And and. When I thought of the type of Angelino that would eat uh, uh, those those chips, uh-huh, uh-huh. they I maybe it's because these are the people that I was around more, mm-hmm. but they were mostly minorities. Like that's who I saw by those things. So to me, it was, but I didn't think of it that yeah, way. I right. just thought of it as like, like, oh, my people. I don't see those like things on it. TV. Thing. I don't see. I don't uh-huh. see like TV characters on sitcoms eating flaming hot anything. Right. But everyone, all of the kids my age eat them. So it right. must be a people like me thing, not and a people like I see on TV thing. So this is all in reference to this new uh, Eva Longoria directed movie mm-hmm. straight to Hulu and Disney Plus. You know the connections there. We all know those connections. And so I saw it on Hulu because I was and like, it's called, and it's called Flaming Hot. Flaming Hot, yes. And I knew what it was about. I had heard about it for a while. We had discussed it like, oh, God, this is kind of another one of these brand movies. But Mm -hmm. um, we're going to get to Air in one second. But that movie Air had come out and Blackberry had come out. And so Mm -hmm. these are all good movies, though. So a Tetris movie also came out around that time. Yeah. Different, different. uh, Still leading with the name of the brand. Yeah, leading with the name of the brand, not necessarily the origins of like the creation of the game, but a very, very interesting idea or uh, bridging the gap of how that game blew up and a lot of interesting stuff that went on behind Mm -hmm. the scenes that seemed too good to be true. We're really not that far away from when like the founder and like stuff like that was getting pretty big. Oh, is that the... um, uh, I Michael guess it's Keaton? The two, 2016, I guess is kind of far. Is that the Michael Keaton? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what origin I'm thinking. with the yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. No, there's every once in a while we would get these kind of movies, but now mm-hmm. we're starved for uh ideas for things, I guess, or partly it's our nostalgic nature of our generation also coming to an age where we're just like, yeah. "Oh, remember that thing? Now we're going to have a Pogs thing, you know, or something. I don't know." It's a it's a capitalism thing for sure. Like when we were kids, uh, brands were sold to us as so incredible that they mm-hmm. were going to change our lives. And in a lot of uh, instances, they did. Uh, and now those kids have grown to an age where they make movies and right. they want to talk about the moments that change their lives. And again, in our capitalist society, mm-hmm. a lot of those moments were brand we're branded, yeah. We're branded moments, and we grew up with commercials, like always in our face, and like focused on selling to kids too. Specifically, like I don't feel like you see that as much anymore, but kids aren't really watching as many commercials. So, yeah, it was a unique period uh, for us. And then these are things that blew up culturally, like they started as a 
uh, however they were getting the however they were getting the word out. Like even the like Michael Jordan sneakers, they had ads, they had good advertisements, but really it's like you had the game and you had the, the guy to associate it with. You know what well, I'm saying? Let's, like there was another let's thing. Let's talk about let's talk about the sneakers specifically because I think that's the perfect place to be. Like, oh, where were you in that in that time period? Because then you're a couple years mm-hmm. old, younger than me, right? Yeah, we're each here like a little uh, gradation of ages over five years. We have with us somebody who's a couple of years older than me and might be able to, might have had a couple of Jordans back then. I know I Mm -hmm. had Jordan 3s, I think, as a kid. When they came Uh, out? Oh, Which ones? Oh, I don't remember. Like a re-release maybe a little bit or something? The ones with the the concrete street thing along the bottom? The elephant like... uh, Yes, 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 yes. The elephant stuff. Uh, yeah. So let me ask. Hey, Yanni. Uh, did <laughs> Hi, you everybody. Have What's up, Yanni? Yanni's here. <laughs> Dude, those came out in 88. So, um, oh, was I it the threes know. or was it been four? Seven. The threes came out in 88. I would so. have been okay. seven. Oh, Were those the, wow. Are those the ones that I'm talking about? The concrete? Yeah, elephant print. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that's like, uh-huh. And yeah, uh, I didn't have them growing up. Um uh, Me neither. Not till I, high school. Yeah. yeah, high school basketball, well, yeah, like '97, well, my, like late '90s. My foot grew fast, so I had to go into adult sizes. Your your shoes got as expensive. a boy. Yeah, so because the quantity, less shoe stores. Mm-hmm. For for yes. people who don't know, Yanni's actually seven foot eight. So just so you guys <laughs> he know. Would, he's gonna stop growing pretty I, soon. I, he's gonna stop. I <laughs> hope that because my feet grew so fast, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna be so tall." I'm like, "What?" Dude, Yanni has bigger feet than me. I'm like two inches taller than you, three inches, and you have bigger one size shoe bigger than me and wider. So he kicks kicks harder. Yeah. It's funny because then I thought I I was going to be super tall. A lot of my friends were tall because they play basketball. Then I realized that six foot isn't short. No, no, it's not. So it's been an an interesting, you know, um, but yeah, dude. And I saw air and that was awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. Me and and experience, mm -hmm. not just even from the shoe side of things, but. You know, yeah, like the, the that did you know that story? Thing. Did you know the origin of uh, I knew the gist how of it, it blew us? Yeah, um, oh, okay, I knew about the I didn't about know. the um, just the the the, the Nike, like Nike's. Of it. So, well, yeah, like the shoe was banned, and which technically wasn't the Jordan, it was a shoe called the Airship that they that Jordan was wearing, but was that the color and the silhouette the through the yeah, it was the colors because it had to be predominantly white. Yeah, over fifty percent white, uh, I believe, is a rule in the something NBA like back that. then. Yeah. yeah, and it had like a bit more red than it should have had, and, which is um, why like the Converse, right? The number one basketball what? shoe was Converse, and like the Converse was like the most plain shoe, and it wasn't centered on the, yeah. the player. Like like Bird no. and Magic were wearing the same exact and design. Isaiah shoe. Thomas, and Isaiah, okay. like, yeah. So pretty much every. No, no they it was a Converse so, so basketball they, shoe. I don't know. They the leather. So, so look up like eighty four. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Chuck Taylors went yeah. from like the ABA days, like Dr. J, and like the seventies through like the early eighties, and they were made with canvas, and they had very flat like midsoles, and they were probably like, not the most comfortable thing to wear. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, actually Adidas was the one that kind of changed the way you know shoes were, and they went to like. Uh, leather and which was pretty big deal and like you know a little bit um meteor midsoles and uh to give mm-hmm. you know players more you know mobility and things like that and then nike kind of like ran with it from there because they kind of mm-hmm. borrowed heavily from like their uh, competitors but luckily mm-hmm. they had a guy who 
was really going to take the game to different levels than that it turned out to be, you know, well, that's Michael the, Jordan. But I, yeah, that's the thing about Nike is that like, and I learned about this. That was my only background knowledge. Really, was uh, of that Nike, like for basketball, wasn't a it wasn't known for basketball. It was like a track shoe. It started off as like a running shoe, mm. a running shoe company, and then they got into um, some other sport. I forget what the second the second highest level was sport it, they represented was. was it tennis, maybe tennis. I forget. But then basketball was like third or fourth like it was like yeah they weren't bringing in the money they had no shoe to to they had no budget they had no shoe they weren't on that level yet uh as a uh, company so this was the turning point for them as a company um, it was uh yeah. it, it took me this long you guys it mm -hmm. was the converse weapon oh that okay. was the name of the show oh, okay. the shoe that uh jordan pretty plain that, uh, right Magic and Bird played and it. Pretty two-tone, like two-tone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then it came in like different colorways. So you had one that mm -hmm. would, would like Detroit. So like was red a and white. One, yeah. Laker one and purple and gold. Celtics and one. Celtics mm -hmm. one, white and, and, and sure. green. And, um, but yeah. And I like that the movie is not just based on like all those sneaker head kind of like details. It's just, yeah. it's a pretty oh. linear, linear storyline of just like them you know, trying to get Jordan to and sign have, on. Sorry. I've heard it's a I've heard nothing but good things. I've heard it's totally positive. I've I've even from the people who make this particular critique about it, I've heard it's good. But I have heard that there is part of the movie where they basically uh talk about how like how defiant Jordan will be and like how people don't like him or whatever, but they will or something. And 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 like that that goes against what history tells us that Jordan was always super likable and he was never like the underdog or like the anti, you know, the anti hero hmm. or whatever. Uh that's something that's like people that. that I've don't heard know. that complaint about the about the movie. Mm, that's people that I, mean, I think don't know him. A, it's specifically a speech in the movie too. Like specifically, there's one speech in the movie that is about right. how Jordan will have to win back the crowd or something like that. Oh, yeah, uh -huh. the um, when that's not a really big, a thing that, that ever big had that speech by um, uh, was it uh, uh, Matt Damon's character, right. uh, Sonny, and uh, and it was widely known that that was kind of fabricated, and there's some details that actually were said, but. Um, but um, yeah, it was kind of like a, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna rise, you're gonna fall, and this stuff, and and it's kind of like um, it's informed with what happened with Jordan in his career. But when he started out, he wasn't the darling of the NBA. They had established stars. They had Bird and Magic. Before that, they had like you know, and and that's also going into like Jabbar and, and from Chamberlain and freaking you know Kuzi Russell and all those people. So like um, he was a bit different in the way they did his. Uh, advertising with both like Nike and Gatorade and um, they made him stand out as a different, you know, kind of guy. He was more like had more of an edge to him. And that's how they were advertising mm -hmm. him instead of like how like magic is with like smiles and like, hey, right. You know, so I don't know, man, I would like to see I would love for you to send me some of those edgy michael jordan advertisements because i was alive very, during that time and i do not re that. i remember not, he was always the perception though was donald's and edge. olympics right. and family friendly that's how i always saw and that that's when you kind of transition and tra that was like after the barcelona olympics where he like the cold global stage you know and then that's like space jam and all those things the, the thing about that, michael jordan too is he's a dork like he's um he's cool because yeah. he's incredible yeah. at basketball. He's cool because he could dominate and he can choose to just become dominant. 
But like as a dude, he's kind of a dork. I think Space Jam yeah, is a formal introduction into Jordan the <laughs> well, dork. So earlier than that, <laughs> that's where you got Mars though. Mars helped advertise Jordan Mars Black because Man. he was yeah. yeah, he was like that comedy really he he was the it personality was, it was that we're trying to be like him, Jordan's and cool. It's gotta be the shoes too. Yeah. It's gotta be right. the shoes. So Mars Blackman that the the basically that's the Spike Lee's character from his first film, um, She's Gotta Have It. Uh-huh. And that was the character. Right. He would walk around with Jordans and stuff and so uh, they, I don't know if he approached Nike or Nike approached him to be the, Spokes, you know, Spokes, to, to spokesman buddy. and direct you know, commercials buddy, for the Jordan Three, which uh, Raul here rocked. Yeah. Which this is the thing they say: if there's ever going to be a sequel to Air, then it would be around the Jordan Three because mm. allegedly that's the one that like got Jordan back because Jordan now. was going to leave after the second pair really? of Jordans came out. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, um, but it is it is interesting to see how they would do that because Michael Jordan himself is not a feature actor or he wasn't uh, really even a presence. Really, uh, he's yeah. a presence but on like, purpose. In the, in yeah, purpose. like they got a, his so, like, blessing, they, but he's not. Yeah, involved, how yeah. could they? Would they have to cast him if they do a sequel? I don't think they will. I don't think they need to do one. I don't think they're gonna. Yeah, we're good for the for the Jordan yeah. story. I feel like <laughs> yeah. uh, if oh, if anything, so. if we're gonna get a sequel, then we gotta get a sequel in the way that I got a sequel to my shoes, and that is the Shack Pump. Can we get a movie about the Shack <laughs> Pump? That's what I gotta see, man. No, but he was well, the, the first pump, though, right? The next shoes that I got, well, were the Shack pumps. Yeah, but he wasn't the the Reebok pump wasn't yeah, the Shaq. They already yeah, existed, they had, and yeah. the Shaq yeah. reinvented the pump. Okay, really? That's oh, what happened. I thought it was somebody no, else. I mean, oh, okay. Well, Dominique I mean, they Wilkins. put his name on it. Char- it Dominic Wilkins. Didn't Charles Barkley wear the pump too? There no, was a Shaq branded pump. Oh, oh. There was a Shaq branded pump. Right. There was, oh, okay. None of those guys had a pump named after them. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Sha- only okay. Shaq had his specific. Anyways, so you get a pump named after you. Very quickly, very quickly, Flaming Hot. Flaming Hot um, was an okay movie. I heard okay reviews. Out of these ones we're all talking about, Blackberry was really good. I saw that one. Air is on another level too. So uh, Flaming Hot's a little more conventional and how it, it's like showing the whole life of this guy, kind of a biographical approach where he's like voicing over his his life. Uh, but he's quite a character and so it's fun. Um but in that way, yeah, it's a little more simplified story. But I enjoyed it. Like I, I thought they kind of stuck the landing with what they were going for, um, and it and it does show, speak to like uh, you know using your employees or allowing them the opportunity to innovate in this kind of stuff, you know. And it wasn't like an easy path, but ultimately, like there's a guy who ran Frito Lay. I forget his name, but in it, it's Tony Shalhoub in the movie, and it's yeah. a great character Roger that Enrico. like Enrico. Yep, that's it. And he was a great character and kind of like uh, allowed him to come through the open door of, uh, you know, presenting things and whatever. And so, yeah, it was a good story. It's a, it's a successful uh, guy that I knew nothing about that like remained with those guys. And Pepsi, I think technically it was like PepsiCo because they own now Frito-Lay. Yeah. yeah. And he worked for them for like 40 something years. And it was just like super, super good. I was like you, Raul, where I didn't think... Uh I don't know if uh, or, or who was mentioning it, but like yeah, when the when the food came out, yeah, I didn't think of it as like uh, I think of it more of like I, I grew up in San Diego, so it was kind of like a lot of things we ate there had a lot of fusion with like you know um, spices and uh, chilies exactly, and, yeah, yeah. and so that just kind of was powerful, of course, and it was huge. I remember when it came out, it was like, Do you but, think, yeah, but we it is all, true we that I didn't it. see it in pop culture. You didn't see. Right. 
popular. They couldn't do that. I don't think. I don't think it would have sold. If you try to brand it, sure, maybe you don't want to brand. I'm thinking it probably was like a revolution in like those like you know footloose type towns and stuff like that. Like, you, know, <laughs> you think there are kids uh, <laughs> contraband spicy chips running around you know? hiding them from the? We're not a family who eats red corn chips. Brown is how we well, like it's funny because in the movie they're like we're developing this in the Midwest in our chemical factories of like flavors and stuff. Well, the Midwest so they- is a large area, though. Are we talking? Minneapolis, no, or are we talking? I don't know. Uh, it was very vague. I forget. Plains. I forget where they were. But a lot the point, of differences in the, in the, in the, the point, Midwest. No, no. But you're right, Raul. Like it grew out of them, and how, how much of this is true, I don't know. But they personally grew it in um, L.A. by blowing mm. up the market and just giving away chips to get the name out there, you know. And all of a sure. sudden, it started blowing up through L.A. And then that per- catapulted it the rest hey, of the way. Hey, you know what? Not gonna lie, yeah. pretty damn tasty. I like a, I like a flaming hot cheeto. But now it's Takis, right? And now isn't it the the the, the flaming Takis? I mean, like, the don't spicy Takis. This is not a Nintendo Sega world. Thing. You could have both. <laughs> you have no, both. you can't. But I'm just saying, yeah. from yeah, what I've heard, the kids, the kids are about well, the Takis. We and pop culturally, pop culturally, yeah. the Takis blew. I've heard about those on so many TV shows and things after like that. After Cheetos, probably right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. After, after. Oh yeah, recent. That's what I'm talking about. The new. Yeah. The new flaming hot is the and spicy type. Like the blue Takis, one, actually. We've been scooping Takis mm. for like 10 years now, a little bit more maybe. But flaming hot Cheetos is new. from childhood, you know? Cheetos, oh, these were the like cast. in the 80s. Yeah, this is how far back yeah. this goes, yeah. early uh, 80s. Of the cast, uh, the, the little boy um, um, played by Bryce um, Gonzalez, I guess he's the, the main little, the little the son, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, um, maybe when he was a uh, kid. There's a kid yeah, he, from when he was playing his, you know what I'm no, saying? No, no, it's a son who, it's a son, like, okay. I guess, like, mm-hmm. they tried out the chips when he has that scene, like, oh, it hurts, it burns good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. a, a, a yeah, popular was... TikToker, and I've been following him, um, and his, him and his dad used to make a lot of cool videos, but his dad recently passed away from um, cancer, and, but the young, young man is, like, this very remarkable kid who's, you know, you know, we see him like you the know, actor. Developing talking about the actor, actor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and mm-hmm. like, um, you know, he's very, very insightful and has a very strong, you know, family dynamic. So, cool. uh, definitely somebody I root for. So, I'll definitely, you know, support. Interesting. The film, very that, cool. So. Yeah, good for him, man. That's awesome. Yeah, because yeah. he is like their barometer in the movie. He is like the central force that he's like. They're like, how does this taste? Because they're trying to come up with the concoction just right. as a he's family. And he's like, it burns, it burns. But he's like, it burns good. You know, so it's like, oh, okay, yeah. we're on to something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cute kid goes far, especially in a in a trailer. But let me mm-hmm. ask you, what does the voice of Allstate do in the movie? Oh yeah, that, he plays uh, an engineer. He play, fixes all the machines and maintains them, and he's kind of like old for the job. It seems like, and they keep mm-hmm. saying like, "You should be promoted." Like, why aren't you getting promoted and this and that? But it's that structure of trying to break through the the glass racial sure. ceiling. That's you know cool. what? Yeah. Uh, uh, Raul, it's uh, Kanye West had this really clumsy lyric where. He said that uh, you're fake Denzel like the Allstate. Oh, boo. Uh, uh, I actually oh. always thought He didn't thought say person. Of, he said the N-word. But, like, I always yeah. thought of wow. Dennis Haysbert's voice as the voice of God. Like, to me, that's like oh. what God sounds like, right? And then in the show Lucifer, they meet God. Sure enough, Dennis fucking Haysbert. I was like, totally. oh, yeah, nice. awesome. Totally. I can My recollection that. of him. Um, so I watched, of course, growing up, uh, a lot of the, all the black films. So uh, there's a one called Waiting to Exhale. Sure. Uh, oh, with yeah. Whitney Houston, Angela Bassett, who mm-hmm. recently was nominated for a Academy Award. Oh, yeah. And um, was he in He that? was one of the love interests 
Yeah. Oh, me, me man, I did not know that. I remember right. waiting till that's way back. I remember Angela uh, Bassett. Uh, Whitney Houston's character, mid nineties, like oh, okay. character. And yeah. He was yeah, like, sure. you know, mm-hmm. supposed to like leave his wife or something, and he never did. But uh, yeah, but Yanni, what does that have to that do voice. with Spider Man? Listen. What does any does, of this have you know, to do? There's with? a whole multiverse, okay? This so must have happened on, on, in one, one of the multiverses. In yeah, one exactly. of the multiverses, Angela, no, I'm sorry, Whitney Houston and Dennis Haysbury uh, hooked up and they ended up together. Happily ever oh, they're, the mo- they're the mother and father of Miles oh, well, Morales. They can't be. They can't be. No, no? Oh, his mom is oh. Puerto Rican. Oh, that's hey, right. That's right. Hey, that's right. Rosie hey, Perez. Sorry. Rosie Perez from uh, Do the Right Thing. She's dancing and dancing and she meets Dennis Haysbert, you know? Is Dennis Haysbert in Do the Right Thing? Or no, Radio Rakim. No. Radio Rakim's the dad. Rahim. 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 Rahim? Rakim. Okay, so the other Rahim. movie we're talking Rakim. about today is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, we all went out of our houses and into large rooms full of people yeah. in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and watch these funny. movies. Yeah, that, that was, like a couple of years ago, that would have been a brave thing to say. But yeah. I guess we're... I guess we're into some normalcy where i mean i'm gonna say i don't think about uh like getting sick uh that but the thought but the thought of getting shot does cross my mind yeah every time the thought of the thought of getting sick was omnipresent a couple of years ago the thought of getting shot at least flashes especially with premieres because i was there on the thursday before like you know came out so the day yeah. before, so yeah, was you know, it the, famously of, the Dark Knight was, Dark the, Knight, was yeah. the yeah Dark Knight Rises screening of the Dark Knight guy right, but that in. was fueled by uh, some some uh, oh yeah aspects there's of the no story fuel out there right now for sure we're all yeah, yeah we're right yeah we, everybody's we real it. chill but no but related to the Spider Verse there's no like weird <laughs> I, don't uh, I don't think it matters <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. But anyways yeah, but we did see it we went to see across Spider Verse this is a continuation of uh, into the Spider Verse. Yeah. I know that would have been fun, but we're mm. we're all over mm. this Los, this uh, Californian uh, coast right California, now. California, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We did we and we all saw Into the Spider Verse uh, when it came out too, right? I didn't see it when it came out. I think I saw it on. You guys it was liked on it Netflix. though. You guys were I fans of it. Yes. Uh, I was. My, I, I was. A, I was a fan. Yeah, like I had a small criticism just being an uh, kind of an older gentleman. I think for some of the content of the okay. colors, like it was a little extreme with the palette and uh okay. it's confusing to me on Ooh. a level but then i rewatched palette it was extreme <laughs> what what if that palette was extreme oh that's the thing so this is the thing so i rewatched that because i had a weird taste in my like it left me with kind of a weird taste so sure. i've had that taste since i saw it in 2018 mm-hmm. or whatever and mm-hmm. so i was like i gotta rewatch it so i literally rewatched it right before i went to see across the spider-verse and i think that was a wise choice because it kind of made me realize that into the spider-verse wasn't that extreme comparatively obviously like okay. very simple story i kind of over exaggerated i think and i just missed a few threads and and i got confused and and uh i don't know like the psychedelic experience was like i don't know tripping me out in some weird way but sure. no the new one the new one i was completely on board for and in a way uh, yeah, I still found it. I still think it requires a second viewing to understand everything going on visually yeah. with some of the sequences. But uh, overall, just took it to a whole nother level and a whole uh, artistically, creatively, emotionally. Like there's just so many other layers. We on. should probably start there since we're yeah. already talking about it. Yeah. Visually, this um, this there's a in the first movie, there's a, there's neat 
tricks that they're playing with like frame rates and with mm-hmm. art styles for each of the characters. Yeah. Uh, but the, the majority of the action happens in one universe. And so the universe kind of follows its own rules it's own, about yeah. visuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The trick uh, that they played having each of these characters have different visual flares now extends to their universes as we go to right. visit the different universes. And now yeah. it's much more about the all of the image being in one particular artistic style whenever we're visiting a different universe. What did you guys think of those styles? Yeah, I mean, so my thing was that I thought that it added a whole nother dimension to things and kind of made it yeah. like, cause you keep the inherent thing with the character, the character fits their environment, wherever they're at, whatever their world is, you take them out of that environment. And so miles Morales has that, like, I don't know. It just looked like a comic book. It's like a typical kind of a comic booky surfacey thing that, uh, translates into yeah, these other worlds. So graphic it's graphic artist style. Like, yeah, yeah it's like little dots. It almost looks like 3d. If you didn't complete the 3d really, Oh, well, almost kind of like those, those dot matrix printing. Dot matrix, there, that's what not, it is, not, yeah. But there's an actual uh, word for it. That yeah. What's that artist that uses it? That Kirby, Kirby dots? Not like oh, the one that we called? talked about. Oh, no, Kirby dots are those dots that mean like there's like energy coming off of you. Isn't that what Kirby dots are? Mm. I, I'm thinking thing? of that. Who's that pop artist who does big pictures of women in from comic books? Is it Lichtenstein? Warhol? It's not Warhol, but it's a contemporary, I believe. Lichtenstein, um, no? Is Lichtenstein, yes. Yeah. He does those, th- and it's a, it's a, it's a printing trick where they would just print a bunch of That's colored exactly dots it. that would represent a color taking yeah. over the background instead of spending all the ink it would take to actually color yeah. the entire pa- uh, palette. Yeah, uh, and that's like a surface exactly. thing all over the yeah. Miles Morales and what's her face world. Uh, because it, it's not a now it nice. it doesn't mean the same thing back then it just meant we're saving ink now it mm-hmm. means this is pop art this is like graphic art right yep which is so cool then, which is super cool yeah yeah so that idea yeah. taking those artists and then keeping their surface characteristics and then putting them in a place like Mumbatan and oh yeah uh, 2099 all these places you know and, and, uh, well we cool. didn't go to 2099s uh, I don't, well we saw it but um you didn't I know didn't that. Notes. Yeah, it was that. It was well, that yeah, it was, future it was city. The yeah. Miguel O'Hara yeah. stuff. All the no, we fight. Books. We get out of the. Remember, we're running around the future city for a while. Yeah, there's yeah, a whole so chasing. That's twenty ninety nine's world. Yeah, that's twenty ninety nine. I thought our universe because that's, that's the, the one, hub. Okay, that's well, the hub um, of a, that's not the, what twenty ninety nine looks like in the comics, but it is what it looks like in this movie. I see. Yeah. Now I didn't note the, all those different things, but I definitely it guided into the the emerging factor for me and. Uh, so I would have loved to see the universe that, that, uh, Vulture came out of. That oh yeah. The papyrus, awesome. papyrus universe. Oh yeah. Oh goodness. That, that was looks awesome. like, uh, what Da Vinci drawings, right? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Like very yeah, just hand drawn, no colors. Yep. Sketchy, sketchies. This being, um, I think almost a, well, I'm going to go ahead and say it's a, this is the two hander between Miles Morales and, uh, Gwen Stacy. Yeah, as the yeah. two main characters. So we spend a big chunk of the time in Gwen Stacy's universe, and her universe is like watercolor painting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and holy shit, pa- you guys, pastels, it's beautiful. Yes, yeah, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, especially, especially the scene that 
takes the most advantage of of, of living in a particular artistic vision mm-hmm. whenever you're in a universe is the scene where she breaks down and tells her dad all of her feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time she comes to visit him after having left for months to go be yeah. a spider time traveler. Yeah, and the um, background like drops away, right? Yeah, like, the background and it becomes. Kind of drop and off. by the yeah. time, by the end of the scene, they're embracing, and mm-hmm. all of the color has gone away, and it's just canvas it's not yeah. white it's canvas color yeah with like an edge Streaky of watercolors dripping watercolors, oh yeah. and that's the other thing the moment she breaks and starts to like spill all her emotions mm-hmm. the watercolor painted background just starts to bleed all yeah. of the lines just yeah. start to drip down representative of her emotional state and it's the transmit transitions going it's on yeah. super fucking gorgeous yeah and it opens with that, that whole section, that whole first, like, was it 20 yeah. minutes, maybe 15, 20 minutes? That's, okay, well, one okay, more time. Okay, one more time. <laughs> Question, did you guys get any audio issues with your, uh, your theater? Uh, I don't yeah. think so. As a matter of fact, the first 20, 10 to 20 yeah. minutes sounded yeah, like was... buzzy. They sounded like, it sounded like as if oh. there was a, a, a cellophane uh, against the speaker oh. that was going like, Whoa. Oh, it was very like muted. rattling. Like, like, yeah, well, for me, in, at the IMAX at CityWalk, it was muted, like a lot of Gwen's dialogue and the music, the mix Just the was beginning, like though, just the, like, first 10 to 20. Especially, and there was other weird. parts, too. And I, I didn't think have that. that. And it, they have a, there's a new version out now Maybe that they they're fixed it? running in the theaters, I guess. And oh, uh, so, interesting. Yeah. Maybe it was mixed uh, mixed wrong, mixed or down. Or maybe some copies mm. that they sent out were just errored mm. in some way. Weird. It's all yeah. digital, huh. so a one where there should be a zero can screw everything up now. Sure. And based on the theater, like if a theater has like weird speaker setup, you know, where like sound mm-hmm. effects and things are going to be louder, the bass You got to imagine IMAX setups are more complicated too than your average theater. Right, right. Well, I guess I'm fortunate that I got... I had no issues because that... Okay, so that opening part is really important for this specific story and like launching us off on a certain... Uh, trajectory since like you said Raul it's like more the first movie was all Miles Morales this one is more um, Gwen Stacy bringing in Gwen Stacy as like a complete equal in terms of mm-hmm. attention to the details of and then their intermingling of the two um, at various spots yeah like the scene where they're upside down dude that scene is so awesome where they're going through the city after uh, they re- yeah. the reunion together after yeah. whatever amount of time what period of time was that that they were apart like six months maybe something like that no, but I would more. Say. Uh, maybe he, more he it was months it was months it was, it because was, he grew it's yeah he grew because remember that was talking about like how his suit was like not you know, like but oh, they are in he's in a growing stage though too where you say, grow he's quick. At the age yeah, yeah. where six months could, could easily probably, mean like six yeah. Yeah. less than a year could be six months yeah yeah for sure like, yeah like so that Michael was Jordan yeah yeah so like that's where like this movie is I, weird for me <laughs> as as a person who doesn't isn't super into as we know animation this movie like it didn't matter it's like weird it's like the the animation only enhanced everything and made right cut made like translated things that you couldn't do or you wouldn't even care about or would be gimmicky i think if it was live action but they use the this, medium for what it could do in to this heighten way everything. yeah i have always thought of animation that way only mm-hmm. i thought of it in that way plot wise like mm-hmm. like right. animation can do anything plot wise because you can draw anything you want yeah now yeah. animation is starting to get to a place where they can do anything emotionally Right. Uh, yeah, with right. visuals. Oh. I think that's also mm-hmm. part in part us as a society evolving to understand these visuals a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's something about animation I've always liked is that they can do things. They can portray things that live action can't. Right. 
Yeah, and that's what I heard on the uh, the Watch podcast. They were talking about how like because like after the all these other comic book movies coming around, especially dealing with multiversal stuff, it's like this this movie raises the bar for the standard of like comic books going forward kind of you know and like storytelling yeah. aspects and like how to deal with um the 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 time aspects too you know and and giving weight yeah. to stuff so it's because like one of the most beautiful movies i've ever seen like i've never seen something this visually like stunning and affecting um and i haven't seen as much as you guys but i think you would attest to like this something new going oh, yeah. on here right something different this is gorgeous something different this is a culmination on. of a lot of like art styles that yeah. are that are heading in this direction it's yeah. also it's also something that i find that's very important in both animation and in like video games or computer graphics and things like that is that uh, there's this there for so long there was an incredible push for photorealism that mm-hmm. people yeah. are losing the idea of uh, the beauty of 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 art is that you can make it up and right. like this yeah. movie is a perfect example of like you could take every industrial lights and magic and Pixar and every trick in the book and mm-hmm. or or the Disney the Disney live action remakes that are I don't understand what is the purpose of them. Uh, <laughs> you could take all the power of those things and mm-hmm. make a photorealistic version of this movie that will be yeah. like a C plus. It'll be so boring. Uh, yeah. But 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 let an artist flex their muscles mm-hmm. and give you visually what they're feeling. Right. And suddenly animation, there's a purpose for it. Yeah. It's exactly. not yeah. just it's not just we can save millions of dollars by not having to build a giant robot by just animating it it's it's what if this person feels colors and they can right. show you what that f- looks like yeah you know? that's awesome yeah. yeah yeah and then like the uh the Definitely idea in that way yeah so then it's not just that so it's the visual side of it but then because it's a movie we need this combination of music and voice actors yeah. to come together yeah. too so that's another aspect that that they nailed that kind of completed this as like a singular, a singular work uh, to me, um, to the point where I've never really. I heard this being talked about too about the voice acting, and I was like, I didn't even notice it or think of it as a thing because it didn't even stand out to me because it was so affecting as like a whole entire project. That yeah. as I started peeling back the elements, I'm just like, oh yeah, like I don't think I've ever heard um, voice acting that didn't even make it feel like it was from an animated character. It felt like such a lived-in real just acting experience that I was, that I was uh, experiencing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know you guys, again, I I defer to you on like acting, uh, voice acting and things like that. But how would you rank this in terms of those aspects? That stood out to me. uh, Definitely the, you know, the emotional, especially you would think that um, to think about Spider-Man and it's called across the spider verse. It's not like, you know, about, it's not like Miles Morales or it's like Gwen Stacy yeah. And I like that because you you know we're following you know these these all these different you know incarnations of this character, uh, right. but their uh, Peter Parker side or their you know like secret identity side and then their hero side. There's usually mm-hmm. a lot more layers on the uh, non-hero side, right? Uh, of uh, and and this one does the, probably the best job, and you would think like. You know, something as simple as like a parent teacher meeting, you know, or like, uh, you know, just uh, having to go to a family function you don't want to go to. Like those could be so glossed over and maybe take up a total of five minutes of a film. But like the Uh way that it was done, it was just so 
great, you know, and amazing. And then it's so powerful, poignant, you know, like you, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like all those um, conversations with between, you know, Miles and especially in, in the mother. Um, uh, okay, so the mother, yeah, the mother's she name was is a, a amazing. And, Leo, uh, Luna Lauren Velez. I don't know her. Oh, man. As Goodness. a person, yeah, yeah she's uh, she's an actress from New York Undercover, uh, and oh, yeah, I remember her, New York oh, Undercover. She, yeah, the, she as far the as the voice, uh, as far as the voice uh, acting goes, I'm a little bummed that there's no voice actors on here. They're all actor actors. They're all famous people right. that are being chosen for the voices. Yeah. That said, yeah. they all do an incredible job. Uh, okay, they all yeah. do really well. Uh, but I want to talk a little oh. bit about what Yanni was oh. talking about yeah. about like. Uh, Pick kind of picking up these these moments of storytelling that are more about like the life of the character and about their secret identity. And uh, I think if you know Spider-Man, you know that that's some no matter which Spider-Man you're talking about, the central mm -hmm. thing to Spider-Man is it's hard to be Spider-Man. It's yeah, it yeah. is a sacrifice to be Spider-Man. Spider-Man would be much better off not being Spider-Man, you know, like right. his life would be so much better. But he knows that he has the power to do good and then he has the responsibility to do it as well. Um, and that's yeah. something like I was talking to my coworker recently and uh, like she was saying, like, I just don't like superhero movies. I'm not interested in superhero movies. Mm -hmm. And I understand that totally, especially mm -hmm. in a world with the MCU absolutely dominating theaters. Mm -hmm. And if you go watch seven MCU movies, you've seen the same movie seven times. And uh, they don't feel real. They don't feel like grounded in right. reality right. and like where, relatable. Where I I think these these Spider-Verse movies, they're not a they're they're movies with superheroes, but they're not about the superhero. Yeah, right, they're about right. learning to like live with yourself or or learning right. to find a place for yourself or or or, or you know, like give some worth. Tried to do. Yeah. There's a lot of there's mm. a there's way more to these movies or or you know, learning to love the people around these other there's way more to these movies than anything to do with like a blue light coming out of the sky with alien robots that you got <laughs> Yeah, we gotta get the uh the all spark and where the MacGuffin whatever. needs to go into the Schmigami Dune and then yeah. we'll end the war or whatever. Right. None of that stuff is here. And I, I was trying to convey that to my coworker, but I think that the concept of a superhero movie is now just, it's now it's just taken over and it's just yeah. Well, it's like what's his name too, like doesn't help things kind of with Scorsese comes out as just like uh yeah. oh hey, you know if of course he's gonna have his point of view and he's gotta represent his uh side and of I, things. I don't and think anybody who would listen to that would was ever gonna change their mind anyways you know like right. that right he wasn't convincing anyone yeah and in a way yeah so it's funny because just now it's like with this handling this new phase of like uh we had like a rough run of Marvel movies lately, you know, that kind of makes you question like rough. what is, yeah, like what is essential in these movies? What do we really get from them? What were the other sure. ones doing so successfully that we're lacking now? And, yeah, you know. but I also think that's part of a conversation that's a little bit annoying to me because that's like a, they'll do this. They did this with zombie movies. They did this. Yeah. With, they'll do this with anything that comes around as like a wave, and they'll be mm -hmm. like, "Well, this is over," and it's like, "No, this is just now part of the landscape. This is just well, always going to be around to a certain extent. It might yeah. not be the number one thing, but there's so many people who are say, let's say, sick of horror of superhero movies uh -huh. that they're going to be like, "Oh, superhero movies are dead." And it's like, no, right. superhero movies are just fading into the wallpaper. Yeah, exactly. To, to be yeah. part of the the whole landscape. 
Well, yeah, and it's like a, a period where Marvel had to like uh, evaluate themselves and realize they got to pull back the reins on franchises and things like that. And, which, and, which I fully but, disagree with, but I think the the opposite. I think they should let the reins go and stop trying to hold everybody to a particular style. Well, no, but that's, that's what I'm, I'm so I'm just saying because of the multiverse stuff and we're getting down a funnel where like everything has to fit into the thing. So then mm. every movie becomes so interconnected that it's like, what is this movie even about in and of itself other than just yeah. trying to fill a piece of a puzzle? I think right. I think that's what everybody had a problem with with yeah. the last Ant-Man movie where yeah, it was exactly. like, what, what everybody keeps saying or what I keep hearing is Ant-Man, the last Ant-Man is a character who is a small time guy. His major problem is that he he's sad that his relationship with his daughter is broken because of his breaking the law and because of his saving the world. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's his character. And in his last Mm -hmm. movie, he had to fight the guy who's going to take over the universe. What the hell was this movie doing? (laughs) This is the wrong mismatched guys. They do not. That's not how that goes. And mm-hmm. that the only way that paid off was in a joke at the end where he's like, wait, did we do the right thing? Like, right. that didn't, and that, I think that's why. I think you're right. They're, they're taking too much time setting up their universe and not enough time telling a story. Right, right. And that's, that's where I'm saying they have to recalibrate kind of things and, and take a minute. And if that means what it seems to have meant is like slowing everything down, taking more time with what they've already got in the pipeline and then moving things kind of spread out and like really evaluating on where things are going to go. And I don't know how that's all going to connect because I mean, it's MCU is MCU, you know, I mean, Marvel is, 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 is is huge. I mean, MCU is going to MCU, you know, I'm just glad we have this, you know what I mean? Well, and this is going to infiltrate it. it, it, I think this is going to help infiltrate it. It could, but you know, well, we're going to get a Miles Morales, Spider-Man, no matter what we're going to get. It technically did. Let's talk about some Easter eggs, guys. Oh, yeah. This give it movie to me. is super, it super, me. super, super full of Easter eggs, especially okay. because it's crossing a bunch of universes. None cheesy. And one, no, no, they're all excellent. Like, Great. I have to admit, I don't think there was a single Easter egg that made me groan. All of them were like fun yeah. or cute so, or like, and the and the one that I'm talking about, of Donald course, Glover. is a gentleman from Atlanta called yeah. Donald Glover. That's the one I didn't want to spoil for you, Raul, that I told you like, oh, did nah. you know about this yet? Did you hear about any kind of weird spoiler of a like big kind of a thing or whatever? And I, so I let you, I wanted to let you see that. I feel like so, I had seen maybe a picture of that already oh, okay. or like mm. I didn't know anything. in the gear sitting in a like cell or whatever, or one of those cells that they had. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that means it does cross over with the MCU. Well, okay, so he was supposed to play maybe Miles Morales at one point, right? Was no, he no, numbered? No, no, no. Ever? He's the Prowler. Well, from Homecoming, he was always going to be, you Prowler. know, um, yeah, he was always going to oh. be Prowler because he mentions oh, okay. his, his nephew. His nephew, Miles. He, he's, he's he says, my careful. nephew, Miles. I don't know if he says his He's, nephew Miles. He just says my nephew. Oh, I, I saw the homecoming right. recently. I'm it's sorry, it's, it's on right. Disney Plus now. But um, he just mentioned he wanted to keep it safe for my nephew and stuff. I have, I have a nephew over here. Like, I want to keep it safe or whatever. I want these things on the street because I have a nephew in, 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 in whatever town. <laughs> is there, is there, a, is there an Easter egg of Miles at all in any of the Spider-Man movies or no? Um, no. no, but there is a mention. In, in, in No Way Home, there is something... Like that kind of leaves that maybe a slight nod. So that's what I heard is that possibilities or whatever. So Tom um, Holland wants out of it, I heard. So that's why they're going to transition to a thing where they're going to bring in other Spider-Man, kind of have him train him, whatever. And then he's going to take over. That's I think Tom Holland. I think Tom Holland is going to change his mind 
when the returns for literally every movie he's done outside of the MCU come back to him. You would think to, but he does he does he wants to do all these indie things and like I think these guys get to a point where they're just like eh, it's not we'll see. The, but but also that's a t- that's a tactic they use to get better paychecks. To is to say in the news that they're sick of these movies. So that But did you hear what Michael like, Michael Shannon said about um the flash oh and like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah yeah so that's what i'm saying is some of these actors are to that point where like they regret being so involved mm, in this kind right, of thing but that's you know? what again ben aff like said that and he's done like two more movies after the after <laughs> no but i don't Batman. regard him as like an actor on that ah, level maybe that's what he wants no, to represent you know but, what you know who I'll, I, there's a handful of people that that actually live up to that BS of saying, "Oh, these movies are blah blah blah." Uh, yeah. I've never seen anybody actually live up to that, with the exception of Agent or yeah, Agent Smith. Uh, uh, uh what's his name? Mm-mm-mm. Oh, Hugo Weaving. Hugo from, uh, Weaving Matrix. is the only guy who's lived up to that who said that was a stupid movie and I don't want to <laughs> do those stupid things again. Yeah. And and That's the Red hilarious. Skull has come back and Hugo Weaving has not. That's wow. the only. They offered him money. They said, "Here's a bunch of million dollars." Yeah. And he was like, "No, did you not hear me? I said I don't want it." Yeah, yeah. That's the only guy. Everybody else who says, "Oh, I don't want it. Oh, I'm yeah. sick of this. Oh, I am." Yeah. Bull. Bull. Well, if, it's, if it's anything, it's not like I don't think they inherently hate the acting part of it, but it's like the time requirement of like this movie's going to take a year of my life. Sure. And when I can go off and make a whatever the hell. There's a, there is but a he, certain number of cash register bells that will change their minds every time. Maybe, yeah. That could, no, yeah. That could totally, that could I mean, totally be. Love to, I'd love to see Miles in, in the MCU. Um, you know, this, this yeah. is a oh, great, we will soon, great, sure. great, great character. But I'm just more excited about, you know, what's going on with this. With this animated. I guess, because, sure. you know, and. Um, oh, the cliffhanger? Yeah, could it make, could it, could it make waves? Could, uh. That'd be great, but I mean, it could still just be its own thing, and and people could still go the old, um, you know, route. And when they, you know, Pixar still is a is a model that a lot of you know animation studios and companies clamor over. And I don't know if there'll be a sea change to go toward this type of, you know, because this is really rooted toward comics, and it, and it borrows a lot of like those those things, and it's. In its like identity and its makeup, so uh, a lot of stories could be told in that way. But um, you know, I, it, it remains to I'm be saying, seen, and I hope so. I I just yeah. think it's there's room for everything. I think the acceptance of this movie just means that we're gonna have more of these kinds of movies. I don't think that it means that we have to have less of anything else. I think it's just here's some more. Yeah, that's what can we learn? Angle like what can we learn from what, what did this movie do that that we can uh, use going forward in in a in a good way, even from live action perspective too, you know? So that's what, yeah, yeah, and I kind of, and I kind of, that's kind of like what I alluded to when we did a, the last of us, um, and talking about it, cause that was a video game adaptation done, done right. And, mm-hmm. and this is how you do it or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of like from the camp of like, well, they'll still do it the other way too. And right. they'll still, you know, I mean, this may just be a flash and pan and this may just be its own thing. Hopefully it does make waves, but it, in many oh. ways it doesn't necessarily have to like be that shift. It could just be its own little, you know. Um, but yeah, I hope for. I don't. For, I don't like think we have the, improves. I think we're good for the hoping. I think this movie has made an incredibly giant splash. I don't think we're. Yeah. I don't think we have to worry about whether this movie is a success. This movie is arousing. Is huge uh, and, and it's success in itself, but for it to be like groundbreaking and, and creating a whole different. 
you know, like that, that would love that too. But I mean, I was just enjoying it as itself and, uh, and what it's able to, to accomplish. I also like the cohesion and how like it handles the multiverse the best mm-hmm. out of any of like, you know, the, the films that have attempted. It's very, you don't have to, it doesn't, it's no mind effing going on really. It's pretty, no, it's pretty like, straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Uh, and, and that's what I'm saying, where you have those textures, like the guy who plays uh, Daniel Kaluuya voices a uh, Hobie. So, this, like, okay, punk yeah, character just, from the UK, from the 80s, I just like, to punk case. Oh, yeah. so if, if you guys, yeah, if you guys oh, okay. are comfortable just going through the yeah. spider man let's just go through them. Starting with Hobie. Uh, oh, uh, I guess I should ask, uh, Yanni, have hmm. you read uh, any of the Spider-Verse comics? I don't Hell know. no. I didn't no. ask Dan. I knew Dan didn't. <laughs> I asked. No, I, I didn't always asked Yanni. Me and Yanni uh, are the same in this regard, though. Like this is I, mm-hmm. like like six or seven years ago, I was curious. I had, I kept hearing the phrase Spider Verse, so I was like, "All right, let me see what this is about." And I did see. I read a few of them, and yeah, they're cool. They're interesting. Uh, Hobie Re- Brown. Can you put it in the what? context? You were telling me, remember, like we were talking about this off mic, like last week, and you were giving me a background on uh, Spider Man, oh. uni- Spider Man uh, uh, Ultimate. And like around 2000 or whatever, oh, like that wow. branched okay. off and led to. Yeah, I would try to as 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 quickly truncated. as I can. Truncate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, comic books was comic books by the 2000s had gotten way too complicated for kids to pick up. So Marvel tried to start an entire new universe from scratch so that kids could start reading from the beginning. Uh, like a relaunch, yeah. and they, so mm-hmm. everything got they started everything. Like, mm-hmm. Considering it was for kids, it actually got pretty sexual and violent pretty fast. Uh, and that's kind of what it was mm-hmm. the Marvel Universe with more sex and violence. That was ultimate. Uh, right. That was the ultimate universe. They uh-huh. added uh, Miles Morales, was a new Spider Man for that universe. Did not exist in the original universe. They kill Peter Parker in the ultimate universe. So Miles Morales becomes the main Spider Man of that universe. And eventually, the ultimate universe comic books start to sell so little that they go, all right, we're going to end this entire branch of the universe. But. We're going to take wow. whatever worked and we're going to add it to the original Marvel Universe. Miles Morales being the number one thing that people liked about that universe. So they mm-hmm. bring Miles Morales over to what we call the 616, the original Marvel u- comic book universe. And now mm-hmm. he's a regular part of that world. Right. And then that was like you, when you started reading them that you were curious about. I was already by the time spider, Miles, the by the time Miles was added, I wasn't reading comic books anymore. I uh-huh. like I, I had already like stopped. Uh, yeah. The multiversal thing is now a different thing. In the in the comics, the Spider Verse is actually about this group of like vampires that like specifically mm. eats spider people, and so they're going they through to, and eating them. Right? You were saying like in different, yeah, so they have to in go one to different dimensions. No, no, no. That's why. Oh. So they have to be cross dimensional because there's only one spider person mm-hmm. per universe. Mm-hmm. So they're traveling through universes. So eventually. The spider people realize that that's happening and they start to like warn each other. And that becomes a network of spider people who eventually become these teams of spider people who team up to fight these vampires. And, and so that's why I think the reasoning behind why in 2099, there is, yeah, it's like a haven. It's like a haven yeah. for spider people because it's all collective. I think in point the comic books, them. they have the technology to hide from the spider, from the vampires. Right. Because right. that's why I was asking, like, why are they all here in 2099? Like, why are all the spider men? I don't think the movie answers that necessarily, but this gives a good background. Uh, I think, I think the movie why. just says that Miguel O'Hara is the He was like going hunting, around. Or he's been fixing it the longest. He's yeah, been the one yeah. like taking care of this. It's like a time bandit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. let's talk. Uh, well, no, let's go. I'm, I'm sorry. I said we wanted to talk about the Spider-Mans. 
So let's talk yeah. about Hobie. The coolest thing about Hobie mm-hmm. is that his his art yes. is like uh, it's cool. Punk, it's like a paper mache. Rock, like uh, well, no, it's what, what it, it is is it's it's those bills. It's bills yeah. posted up on the sides of right. uh, construction board. That like uh, musician building. advertisements, music right. performance advertisements. But the coolest mm-hmm. thing about him is mm-hmm. that he has a slight outline of that around his character model at all times. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. not just him, mm-hmm. because when he leaves a gift for Gwen later, the gift mm-hmm. also has a little bit of that border yeah. around it. It's oh, wow. freaking dope as an art idea. It's yeah. so cool. And that's what I'm saying. Like He adds another texture to this already like panorama yeah. of textures that was so unique and different that it really represents like, oh, okay, this, that's what his world looks like. He's always constantly a representation of his like world. And he's almost like stop motion too. Like he yeah, doesn't have right. animations between like frames sometimes. It's an old blur. Sometimes oh, flashes, yeah. I was recently showing just the other day to my, uh, my little niece for the first time, uh, Sword in the Stone. And mm-hmm. dude, I couldn't believe watching that on Disney Plus, all the line marks you can see oh, as, yeah. the, as the animation is progressing. It's so kind of just like, you know rough for the time it's just like what they could do yeah it's just old style but i was like i really appreciated it because i was like oh my god i could see every frame i could see the animation artist drawing yeah yeah i could see every drawing that they were doing to get to this point and show this thing so like that's what i that's the idea that i got with him is like old school like like an old school kind of a um not perfected animation like okay with being like this scrappy scrappy looking dude which made sense also hobie despite being the best He's also the worst. The worst. Also, mm-hmm. also, also the best. Doesn't he? He's co- also he the just best, you guys. he kumails out of there like in uh, fucking Eternals, right? He just like bounces like it yeah, was just like but, I gotta go. But he does leave Gwen the 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 key to solving the situation. Plus, uh-huh. he was there for Gwen when he realized that yeah. Gwen wasn't there for him. He was like, yeah, that's 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 out for me. <laughs> like right, this is right. my purpose of being here is no longer like here. So yeah. I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, what he was gonna do things that people told him to do. Get out of here! What are you right. talking? About? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he always was the best, man. He yeah. was terrible, but he was the best. Yeah. So who else do we got? Uh, oh, Miguel O'Grady, or Miguel O'Hara. Miguel O'Hara, who right off the bat, <gasps> Latin, uh, Latin, and Irish. Right. Yeah. Ooh. There we go. Yeah, unique. That unique. Yeah, <laughs> Miguel O'Hara. I, just, I yeah, had, put that together. You know the you know the cover that they show whenever they go. Okay, let's start from the beginning, and they show you a cover of a comic book. Mm-hmm. That's always the original, the first edition, the first image of that ca- character on the cover of a comic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when Spider Man twenty ninety nine, Miguel O'Hara comes out, and when he says. His story, they show mm-hmm. the comic book cover of his very first 2099. I had that comic. I had a copy of that comic book. Oh, wow. The first one, I think, that they've shown that I was like, yep, I had that. Yeah. And that was what year did that come out? Like, two th- what did he present? 96, 95. Oh, that long ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were telling me about this. There's this whole other backstory behind him that they, again, brought into the the multi the spider verse right yeah they massaged yeah. it in it's yeah. enough because he wasn't good you said he wasn't originally he wasn't a very good character and uh, didn't have staying I, power he's like he came in one kind of second quick. part yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, i think he was a fine character the entire 2099 line didn't remember how i was telling you ultimate was like uh, its own universe uh-huh. 2099 was kind of like its own universe too right where they tried okay. to sell just a line of comics that were interconnected the future but not connected to the other ones the future and of all these characters uh, yeah, yeah. Future, future really it's interesting, Raul, because mm-hmm. you played you played the PS4 um, Spider-Man, right? Sure, yeah. 
and then uh, yeah, I like how they have like a, like costumes. They have like yeah. pretty much all these different, you know. Mm-hmm. And they had the twenty ninety nine in there as they well. Do? They have all oh really? Oh cool. Like, you know, yeah, they yeah, nice. as like you know skins or whatever costumes you can put on. Uh-huh. Oh, it doesn't and, have an effect on anything, but you yeah, know. yeah. I and I know I talk a lot about like representation. Maybe some people get sick of me talking about it, but let me tell you, no. man. Even as a little kid, when I saw Miguel as the name yeah. of, of a Spider Man, I was I was fucking jazzed, man. I, can imagine, I, I, I didn't understand why I was jazzed. I didn't get that's why. But I was I like, hell imagine. yeah, that's dope. Yeah. No, I, I, had, I had an interesting run in with a coworker because um, I was um, on my break and I was watching like uh, someone talk about the Spider-Verse movie. And I, and then, uh, you know, he's just watching. He's like, hey, what's that? And I'm like, oh, talking about the Spider-Man movie. I'm like, hey, what's the deal with that, man? Like, what's Spider-Man black? And he's just like a <laughs> <laughs> white guy I work with. There's a white guy? Black wife. Oh, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. who has a black wife? He always uses oh. that as like a precursor to whatever he's about to say. Sure, and like you know, <laughs> then I kind of realized like you know why you know the outcry you know because people you know you've been able to What's see the outcry, representation of yourself in oh, oh. like you know positive it, outcry. It, it, yeah, positive, right? Because okay. he also went to like James Bond talking about oh they're gonna make him black and. You know, like, yeah, maybe he just Elba. And I was like, oh, yeah, but he's supposed to be British. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, British isn't a race. And, he's, and yeah. I'm just like, okay, I had to cut it short. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I see where he's coming from. Yeah, but like, yeah. you know, a lot of those imagery has helped him to compile the impression of himself that he has, that confidence and everything. And so you understand why representation is important because mm-hmm. when it shifts a little bit, you see how, you know, fragile some people's sense of identity are. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, but it's great to give other kids and other people an opportunity to, you know, have those experiences too, to have, mm-hmm. you know, characters and people they identify with and that are places that they aspire to, to be, you know what I mean? So sure. I think, especially uh, and, and if, not, uh, I'm sorry, go on. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm saying it's not like, you know, Peter Parker's not black, <laughs> you know what I mean? Miles Morales is, mm-hmm. you know, right. and like, and, and if people cared enough to understand these, you know the storylines that they exist in sometimes in the same universe or not like they understand like what's really you know afoot that it's not like a whole you know campaign to you know wipe something out or whatever but go on but isn't that interesting how animation can be that like uh conduit because like as a society yeah. if we're not to that point where we can't have a black spider okay we got to go through the back door the it's animation like route step. yeah let's go through the animation yeah. route. Oh, okay now it's more okay well now we're more okay to do that and I mean, accepting it's of that kind of gross that it has to be I know. that way i know no, absolutely <laughs> but yeah, i'm just saying just like... it speaks volumes yeah if you look at it uh, like that yeah. you can see that it's just like it's also pretty cool that latin spider-man is a giant hulking monster with claws <laughs> you know that's not the worst thing in the world either. Like, yeah. just the animation of him is so freaking cool. Like the way he moves, like, like Miguel? In the way he like Miguel, yeah, right? The yeah, way yeah. like they draw him, like, like hunched over, he's kind of like, 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 uh, like he just looks. Yeah. Freaking he's like dope. Baraka he's like a, from uh, from or like a panther from, uh, sometimes. He moves. I love that that Miles is even like, are you sure you're a Spider Man? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, That's like why I think I told guy. you, Raul. That I think he's the closest thing to a villain in a way. In the well, movie. he's also the closer, the closest right? thing to Miles because, or or, uh-huh. or to or to uh, Gwen because they are all not Peters. There, there, there's a right. bunch, a bunch, right. a bunch yeah. of Peters, and then there's the other guys. Yeah. So let's right. not right. forget. They keep saying, "Oh, Miles, you weren't supposed to be Spider Man," but let's remember, not every Spider Man is Peter Parker. Right. So chill right. the hell out, my uh, or Miguel. No, you know, I, like right. 
Yeah. So speaking then, of, oh, villain, speaking of mean, that, there is. One. Oh, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay there. Stay there. No, stay oh, there. Well, I, no, no. Stay sure. there. I'm gonna get right back to. Yeah, you. yeah. So yeah, speaking speaking of the villain, yeah. So like we do have the villain, and that's the the spot. Uh, uh, right. Played by yeah. Jason Schwartzman. I very and much, I, I very I, much like the spot. Oh, he's so he's good. the really hero like of my movie. I was. He I was, was gonna say in another story, he's kind of doing yeah. what everybody else is trying totally. to do. Also, one hundred percent. Yeah, I was almost on his side. Yeah, <laughs> but then he kind of goes away, right? Like at one point, like he's in the beginning, and yeah, then he, of course he, he, he goes to. away. Yeah, and he'll be back uh, probably in the third one, right? I'm assuming. Of course. Yeah. 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 And then, oh yeah, he basically became like an all powerful being, right? Yeah. Right, like it, yeah, because I mean, he was well, a they're, gathering. They're all this. about finding miles right now. The you know the the twenty ninety nine. But, but um, something really really good about uh, the spot and and the spot. Uh, go watch some YouTube videos about the spot. People have been like every now and then somebody will bring up the spot as a brilliant character uh, in uh-huh. like a little video essay, and there's been some uh-huh. fun ones out there. Oh, but, cool. The beauty of the spot, and maybe it's uh, uh, exceptional because of Jason Schwartzman's uh, 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 acting, mm-hmm. but him and Miles's banter is perfect. It's like, mm-hmm. Hi. M- Miles, this is 100% your nemesis. Like, this is perfect. This is your perfect es- villain. Especially intro- the introduction to the character is so good in the oh, beginning because you're just like, thing. I thought whole- he was going to be there five minutes and in and out and this is over and like just the a little thing. The choreography of just the fight in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the convenience grocery store, store yeah. is yeah. Oh, it, it made you think he was a, what they call a tier two villain? Sure, him? but he's yeah. he's an Avengers level yeah, villain, this guy. Right. <laughs> he's crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then going into uh, oh, there's two more things I was thinking. Yeah, we'll go this I have one more first. Spideys. So, Whenever you guys are ready, I got oh, more so here's it, here's it, get to India because that's another yeah. representation thing so that I think is very cool. I don't uh, know. Cool. I wasn't. I don't remember how to pronounce P A V I T R. So I'm gonna call him a Mumbatsan Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah, he's first of all he's voiced by uh, I think it's Mohinder from uh, from the Deadpool movies. Yeah, the uh, taxi driver, dude, right? That dude is Ron funny Sony, as hell. I'm not gonna say his name. But... That guy's that yeah, guy's really is. really funny. He's very very. He's got incredible comic timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chai the tea. Uh, chai tea joke <laughs> is amazing. Oh the, yeah, his yeah. delivery of oh I love chai tea. No, <laughs> amazing. The, his his like fading no. Did you guys his know that? His answer with the spot is is no, great. I didn't know that. Like chai tea is just saying tt. It's like saying it's like saying something else. What was the other thing they'd say? ATM machine. Right, right, right. Yep. Well, yeah, yeah. Why call it ATM? The M stands for machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that yeah, whole that world is hilarious. Holy crap, that guy was funny. All his lines, his everything about the love triangle that he was noticing, all the stuff that he was talking about between, oh, does uh-huh. he know about Hobie? He doesn't know about Hobie. Right. <laughs> all that right. stuff is great. So this so, so so this world presented to us was already like a like a creative thing and and, and yeah, giving this us is some from kind the of book. That's okay. when Batman is in the books. But in the structure of the movie, it's in, it's interesting because that's the point when we realize there's this thing about canon storylines. And how those have to be maintained and they're always going to pop up. Remember, because like not everybody knows about those. Like Miles doesn't know about this. So he's trying to do the right mm-hmm. thing in the world when he kind of messes things up by saving somebody. Right. Yes. So then that's part of the reason I think Miguel is kind of presented like a, he's almost like the timekeeper or the the man, the man. Well, what do we call? Is- oh, OK. And Loki, what do we call um He's not yet. Mobius? No, he's not the other guy behind the curtain who's like kind of keeping things uh-huh. in line. The last, the last man of, yeah. on the earth. Man or at the end of the, uh, yeah, 
God yeah. damn it. He What's should he not called? be named. Or? Well, yeah, I'll he should, should not it, be named. Yeah. He's kind of right. trying to maintain all these which things. Which is Kang. Which is the version Kang. of Kang. Kang, you're right. So he's kind of like a Kang light in a way, which makes sense why he feels well, kind of like villainous because extent, he has to have this like uh, pressure on But he's also protection. just doing the trolley problem. This is just, he's doing, oh, yeah. this is 100% trolley? the trolley yeah. problem. Oh, the hanging uh, I, thing. Uh-huh. We just watched Cheaty deal with this in the in the good place, you know. Like, uh, I love it. Oh, that this was is best, exactly though. what we're dealing with. Uh-huh. What if what if you if there was a trolley headed to kill a bunch of people and you could switch the tracks so that it only killed one person, yeah. would you switch the tracks? Because uh-huh. then you're responsible for that one person's death. Yeah, but you saved all those other one people. Person, right, that one that's what he was doing. Is, this is exactly yeah. his, his the, the, the dilemma. Right, right. Because if you switch it, then all of a sudden. Uh, cause what did he try and do with his, that? Uh, cause his well, uncle died, right? So Miles' ir- uncle died. Yeah. In the well, one world. The whole, and he changed no, it. No, like, no. Yeah, but. His but uncle that, died, but, but his dad had to die too at some point, but it got, right? That was the. That part I was a little confused about. The okay. whole, because he's a yeah. captain, he has to die. I was a little bit like right. thrown by that. Right. Especially when they, when they tie in Gwen Stacy's dad. Oh, he's also he a quit, captain. Though. He's he quit though. He's gonna die. Right. Yeah. Which somehow changed the future. Uh-huh. Uh, but then, like, they kept saying that it was, like, sacrifice that made them Spider-Man, and Miles and Gwen had already done the sacrifice, so I didn't understand why right. they had, yeah, like, another Peter sacrifice and... lined up, you right. know? Yeah, because, yeah, well, so, so Miles' sacrifice is that he lost Peter when he just met Peter. No, 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 Miles' well, sacrifice was that he lost oh, his, his uncle. uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was his uncle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't the also, yeah, you guys. Also, oh. you guys, I'm glad we're an hour into this episode already because Gwen Stacy's <laughs> dad equals a cab, dude. A hundred freaking percent, dude. Hey, what? The gun on his daughter. Oh, get oh. out of here, man. Nah, yeah. we're done with you. Yeah, we're done with you. Get yeah, out of here. You don't pull a gun on your kids, yeah. man. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. are you doing, fool? Well, and does okay, so this opens Fuck a can of worms. Here. Does this open the can of worms of the uh, the the so thing what, that's that coming out? Of, that what, that Captain that Stacy is one of the bad apples? No, I, I no, think no, 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 shut. no, 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 no. About like, it, okay, do you think that relates to anything related to him not accepting his daughter because of the trans supposed uh, situation going on that oh, has uh, like, uh, kind of made waves, subtext? right? Because so, the subtext, okay. yeah, that, that we don't know. That's the I only thing so, I can reason with, yeah. Because it's I very think, subtle. Um, it's a very subtle thing. I didn't okay. pick up on anything related to I've heard, yeah, trans I've stuff, heard, but I've it's on the wall, this. right? It's on the wall yeah. in her bedroom. It's written, uh, yeah, trans so kids, the color, uh, protect the color trans the, kids. Yeah, protect trans kids, and then the color yeah. of the flag and things like that. Now, right? Um, whether it was the intent of the filmmakers, I don't know if they've came and, mm. and said that this is what that is. But I yeah. mean, I, think I don't think they're allowed. Probably allowed to. Yeah, I think any marginalized community, if they see imagery that like helps them through their journey, I think that's 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 awesome. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I I I I looked at it from the storytelling standpoint, which is where he thought his daughter, or he thought that that Spider Man killed young Peter Parker. You know, and that was mm-hmm. that was it, and that was the main division until. Mm-hmm. Finding out, oh, my daughter is Spider Man and right. killed and the big person, and that's the thing. So it wasn't for me perceiving it. It wasn't about accepting an identity and all those different things. Mm-hmm. But those can have mm-hmm. overtones given how maybe that community has to deal with. Yes, that's what I said. Yeah, things like that. So, what? so yeah. like, I'm not one of those people that like, oh, you guys are reaching or you know, what is this? Oh, I just well, want to watch a movie. Yeah, like, a, a, a movie doesn't have to be about something. To nod towards it, 
Like that's like yeah. that doesn't have to be the yeah. direct meaning for it to go. Oh, by the way, we also stand with this, but right. continue uh, with the movie. You know, like that's and it continues your point, Raul. It's still not okay, even if your kid is trans. You know, and you're upset no, as a course, parent. Yeah. It goes that way too. It works. And it works. It's very uh, clear about the dad being wrong. Like the yeah. movie oh, yeah. is very clear that he's yeah. the yeah. one who screwed this situation up. Yeah, you're just saying from our audience okay. point of view, okay. like how can we any ever parents, come back? Any from parents this? listening to the show, do not pull a gun on your children. Just in general. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, th- I think okay. that message came a little too late into the to the podcast, but yeah. <laughs> oh no! I put it late into the podcast to avoid, like I don't know, hate letters or something. <laughs> so, no, no. Oh, already, uh, I, we speaking of though, pulled out their guns. we are pretty goddamn. We already pulled. We are. We did pull pretty deep into the podcast, so I got to start uh, rattling off some notes in my in my notes, please. Uh, and maybe Yanni's gonna know what this means, but uh, the the there's a million different Spider-Man looks. Spider-Man has the fits across the universes. Uh, mm-hmm. But one of the coolest from the books, every I've, I've always thought, is a fucking cut-off blue hoodie uh, Spider-Man. That's Ben yeah. freaking Riley. Uh, and when he appears in this as a super brooding, constantly like morose, uh, 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 always comic book paneled uh, character. Dan, do you remember him? No, I don't think so. What's the name? What's it? How do I... What would I He's search for? He's the hoodie like, Spider-Man. He's the Spider-Man okay. in a hoodie. It, it, oh, okay. And he like mo- he like monologues and uh, very overly uh, dramatic. descriptive and, and dramatic. It's Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg plays. Andy Samberg. Remember they send Spider uh, uh, Spider Woman to go get uh, Miles. Uh huh. And they send Spider Woman with some uh, with another Spider-Man. All right. Uh-huh. That's the it's a Spider-Man that's all red in a blue hoodie oh, with cut off okay. sleeves. Uh huh. That's Ben Riley. Oh, okay. Uh, and oh, if you I ever want to lose your mind understanding comics, yeah, uh, go read about the Clone Saga. That's okay. where Ben Riley comes from. Uh, if you ever oh, want to uh, gain your sanity, read Understanding Comics. <laughs> oh yeah, I think you mentioned that I've ever read. Yeah, 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 incredible, yeah. an incredible yeah. book. Blue um, yeah, so Ben okay. Riley's cool. Okay. Uh, uh, awesome. I love that all the Spideys make bad jokes. I like. Uh, Peter mm-hmm. B. Parker being described as humbling reality Spider-Man. Pretty good. I did, oh, I did yeah. Like that. And then they, <laughs> they brought in the uh, live action uh, stuff too, right? Which is sure, interesting it's as memories, idea. right? Or as like, uh, well, as like we did yeah. that. Like we danced in the, uh, right? He said something about the dancing mm-hmm. in the, uh, or no, that came up at some Ooh, point, right? Like Spider-Man I like 3. The, I do like that the memories were being represented by like comic book panels, like straight lifted from the uh-huh. books. That was uh-huh. neat. I, I liked, I enjoyed that. Yep. What else? Ooh, love, love, love the the my one of my favorite things that happens in any movie, and it's a cliche at this point, and I don't give a damn. The mm-hmm. let's see if you know what this means. The Silence of the Lambs reverse. Mm-hmm. When two people are knocking at doors, and at the last minute you realize the opposite people are at the opposite doors. Oh, oh, uh-huh. Yeah. They do that. They pulled that off in this oh. movie. Because you oh, think right. that they're gonna go and and oh, no, right. he was bit by the wrong spider or the right, spider from the wrong right. universe. So the machine sent him to the universe of the spider, not to his yeah. universe. So you yeah. think they're about to bear down on Miles's house, right? And you think Miles is talking to his mom, yeah. And then nope, that's then the, the wrong dies. mom, it's and the they're in the wrong house, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, that, I love that reverse. Yeah, Every yeah, time yeah. a movie does that, thumbs up. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun stuff. Uh, super, super great. And that sets up the. Uh, the third one right that's on the way to setting it up mm-hmm. right at the end yeah. there um which you, you guys didn't know but i heard that um uh 
the watch podcast talked about how like some people were aware of this because originally the first movie was i mean the second the second story was supposed to be two parts like originally how they planned it i guess you know yeah. do you know what i'm saying like it was supposed to be and they they announced it as part one like this is supposed to be across mm -hmm. the spider-verse part one and then they changed so, it to that to take away the wording and a lot of people didn't know that there was really going to be a third so i guess it was already out there this was always planned as a i a haven't heard too much negative there. about it being uh 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 a cliffhanger though well only like mike well our, our old former producer mike was kind of like uh i didn't know this was a cliffhanger situation mm -hmm. or whatever so i have heard mm -hmm. that and yanni okay. didn't you mention yanni i thought you maybe mentioned like no, no, no. Sorry, I knew it. sorry. It was my brother, my um sister's uh, but to the sister's negative. husband who was the, yeah to the negative side okay. where like oh okay. I didn't feel satisfied necessarily because I heard a lot of people saying there's no act three there's just like a long ass act two kind of thing or something okay but personally I think that I got what I needed structurally I think from, the, from this well, the, as a two the, as a two the it's superhero like, story didn't have an act three but Miles Morales' story had an act three. And, yeah, and exactly. Gwen Stacy's story had a back three, so that's what I yeah, mean. That's where yeah. we we're wrapping up. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, no, I'm 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 looking forward to Beyond the Spider Verse very much. So um, yeah, next year too. It's only like they've been working on these things simultaneous, obviously, over the last f uh, four or five years, whatever. So I hope I good. hope the best Spider Man is there. I think they described mm. him as the best in this movie. Who'd I that? hope Lego Spider Man. I hope Lego Spider Man. Oh, so they, Lego Spider-Man delivers some news, and they're wow. like, "Oh yeah, he's the best. He's actually the best Spider-Man." Didn't they cut to somebody that was like a Lego? Something? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they cut. Oh, okay. He delivers oh, okay. a piece of information. Yeah, and yeah. then someone, and then as he leaves, they describe him as the best. Like, oh, oh that funny. guy's the best. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that was good. So, and yeah. that, oh, that that links it to the creators of this movie, the these movies, which is the. Uh, Lord, Lord and uh, Lord Miller, yeah, from the Lego. We got movie. their we got their alternate universe uh, logos at the beginning of the movie. What do you mean? What happened? Well, remember mm -hmm. the beginning of the movie is a bunch of different Flashing. logos from yeah. Marvel, yeah. and they're all actually logos oh. from like the Columbia across. Pictures logo is across their history. Uh -huh. Marvel logos across their history, right. and then mm -hmm. Lord and Miller they don't have a history, so they just yeah. did a bunch of different logos for themselves. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I've seen that idea mm -hmm. done. Uh, before, sure. Even in Enter the Void, he did it. Um, Gaspar Noé, uh, uh, French filmmaker. Okay, anyway, so that's a completely different world. All right. On um, that, that note, everybody's gonna watch the next one, I imagine. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ramped yeah. up. I'm really, really looking forward to that. You know, and uh, the bar is raised though, so it's gonna be. I could see Yanni. Yeah. I could see Yanni rocking a uh, that that motorcycle jacket that Spider Woman has. I can see you rocking a jacket like that one. It's pretty sick. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. Like, cause the so, the Spider Woman's uh, color scheme is red, yellow, and black, which is a pretty cool. Who's which Spider is Woman? Cool Who are you saying is Spider Woman? So Gwen Jessica State? Drew. Oh, oh. The Spider Woman is a pregnant woman. Oh. Spider pregnant. Did we see her? Yeah, she's in, in the whole movie. Yeah, she's Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Uh, oh, like, oh, she's oh her yeah, mentor. yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Spider Woman. Come on. No, but I didn't ever thought. I don't. Pretty cool jacket. Listen, dude. This all these spider people are reaching way out of way spider out of, persons. Out of there. Thank you. No, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dad. I think we got to wrap so this one up. We're starting to get so, into the weeds. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, 2018 won the Oscar for um, best best animated picture. Right. This I, one's gonna I, get I nom nominated for sure. It's gonna win it's for sure. Gonna it's gonna win. Yeah. Almost certainly um, gonna win. Yeah. It did know, win, Yanni. It did win. Yeah, it did win. It I did think. win. Okay, yeah. so this one. Will you for think sure this win. can get a best picture nod? 
Oh, that's I, I, whoa. I mean, don't they? Yeah, not like, like in a dark films? night. Not sure. it won't win. It eight, will never yeah. win. Eight, I think. It will never win, but it'll get oh, eight. A, a okay, it's down to eight. I think um, if it's eight, yeah. maybe. Maybe it's been ten. Uh, I, They've been doing a lot of because there's no dominant. So then they're just like, all right, let's throw a bunch on there. I'm excited to see where see where it goes. And I'm uh, just tying into with that conversation I had with that gentleman about you know about Spider Man. I think that them hinting toward that he's not supposed to be. You know, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. I think that kind of deals with also the perception of just Miles Morales and of, of just the character. Oh, yeah. And for him to have his own, you know, journey through that, I'm really, really excited to see how, you know, this concludes. It's and um, absolutely yeah. cool. The idea that a black and a Hispanic kid being told you're not supposed to is the guy who's saying, well, watch me do it anyways. That's very much yeah. like what that story about. And when the third part comes out, I'm 100% we're going to have Yanni back on to talk about it. So until and we're then... Gonna get, and we're going to get the original cast. We're going to get, you know, we're going to get... Um, oh, yeah. Spider-Ham. Like Nick and, Cage. We're going to get sure. Spider-Ham. And, well, let's keep it to honest. a minimum, though, because that was part of my slight little bit of, like... I don't know. I wasn't it's so be into the Avengers. Oh, no. Did you say keep yeah, it to yeah. a minimum at the end of the Avengers <laughs> when they were all fighting? Well, I was already on board with them though, but that's what I'm saying okay. is I wasn't all always right. on well, board. Get off my well, lawn. The, by the time we yeah. do part three, hopefully Dan will be on board. But until then, <laughs> adios. <laughs> Hi, hey. everyone. Now, just watch.